0: Hello everybody and welcome to the sixth episode of the Literature with Lydia podcast. My name is Lydia, I am the host, and today I'm going to be talking with you all about my January wrapped and my February hopefuls. So I'm very excited, I'm going to jump right in in just a moment, but first I just have to say thank you to everybody who's been listening, especially those of you who are listening every single week. And those of you who keep sharing on your Instagram stories, that makes my day every time, so I'm so grateful for that. And those of you who are responding or DMing me about different things that I'm talking about, I love the interactive experience and just being able to communicate with all of you, so keep that coming, I love it. Um, This last week, I reached... I passed 100 plays on the podcast so far so that's a big milestone I'm so grateful for that and I'm having a blast I apologize for my voice I'm starting to kind of get sick so it's not sounding its best but let's jump right into my weekly report I'm reading two books at the moment the first one is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is the third time that I'm reading it, and it's one of my favorite books of all time. You've probably heard me say this a million times at this point if you've been listening to the other episodes, but it might in fact be my favorite book of all time. And so I'm kind of trying to saber it because I know that I could just binge it, but I want to enjoy it as long as I can. Because I think after this, I probably won't read it for a little while because now I've read it three years in a row <laughs> um, but I highly recommend it if you haven't read it before it's about a band from the 70s they're fictional but they feel real they're real to me the characters are super flawed but I love them and it's wonderful the other book that I am reading I'm listening to on audio and it's the house in the cerulean sea by TJ T. Klune I am really enjoying this one I um, at some points I've been a little bored, but overall it's been very charming and really cute and I like picturing it as if it was a cartoon. Um, all of the characters are very vibrant and very distinguished from one another. I love how there's a line between how some of them are human and some of them are not, but they're in a human world and they reference human things or past humans. Um, so I find that interesting as well. For E, or what I'm enjoying seeing lately, Reader mlp 10 on Instagram. She's one of my friends on there and she just made a post. It's recommendations for those who are wanting to get into reading and I highly recommend looking at that one. It had a lot of books that I recommend myself, but also just a great post for those of you who are looking into reading more or maybe you're in a book slump. I thought there were some really good choices for you. Hi, Cubby. Uh, the next letter, P, or playlist I'm listening to, I created one called I Am The Somebody, which is all for Daisy Jones and the Six. It has a lot of old-style music, a lot of songs from the 70s, a lot that are referenced in the book, and it is a vibe. It also includes the entire tracklist from the Daisy Jones and the Six TV show, and so if you're looking for a vibey playlist, That is one to check out. It's like almost 10 hours long. So there's a little bit of everything. Next for O, we have Overheard or the Quote of the Week. And this one's going to be from Daisy Jones and the Six because it's my current obsession, current and always. (laughs) Um, But this is something that Billy said. When Camilla answered, it was like laying down in bed after a long day. I felt so much better just hearing her voice. I said, I miss you. I don't think I can live without you." (sighs) Arguably, the most flawed character would be Billy, and I know a lot of people do not like him. I am a Billy sympathizer. (laughs) I really think that, although he has done things that are wrong, and although he does need to take 100% accountability for them, they're no one else's fault. I also think that, for most of the book, he's really just trying to do his best. And he just has a lot thrown in his way, and I don't know. I love Billy. I love Camilla. I love them together. And I thought this quote was so beautiful. And yeah, the next R is reminders for the fable book of the month. The book that was picked was Alone with You in the Ether by Olivia e. Blake. I am very excited to read this one. I'll be getting started with it at some point during the month. Oh another update on powerless last week i said that i was like 51st in line and then like two days later it was ready for me (laughs) so i don't really know what's going on there um i'm not mad about it but it was a little bit random and uh, i don't know (laughs) okay and finally the team or a book that i've added to my tbr It's A Fragile Enchantment by Allison Saft. I got this recommendation from Madeline. Hey, Madeline, if you're listening. And she told me that it's kind of like a Regency fantasy. And the main character is a magical seamstress. And it seems like the main male character is grumpy and morally gray and a prince. Um, And she lives in a castle and it's magical. It just sounds really cool. So I promptly added that one to my TBR, and I hope that at some point I'll be able to get to that one. We're now going to get into my January wrap-up. So I'm going to go in order from the books that I read throughout the month of January. The first one that I read was The Giver by Lois Lowry. This is one of my favorite books ever. I've mentioned that a few times. I feel like I'm starting to be very repetitive, so I apologize if you've heard me say these things over and over. Um, this book is dystopian, it's maybe 200 pages, and it's a book that just really got me into reading. It has some shocking aspects of it, and some of it is a little ambiguous, so some people tend to not like that very much. I personally loved it. The format of reading that I did, I read it on my Kindle, because I own it on there. My thoughts, loved it again, cried again. (laughs) I rated it five stars again, and I would recommend it to somebody who is looking for a really quick read Um, that's probably different than what they normally read if they're looking for something new. And yeah, that's book number one. The second book that I read was Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. I listened to this one on audio on Spotify, and the narrator is Meryl Streep, which was really fun to listen to. It felt very comforting to me this is a story about a family during covid which at first i was like i don't want to read something that took place in covid but it's really hardly mentioned it's only just the reason why the whole family is together again because the daughters are all like college aged maybe a little bit above and they all had to come home to the farm because of social distancing and all of that All of the workers who normally work on the farm can't be there, again, because of quarantine. And so the family is just all working together to pick all these fruits and do all the things on the field that they need to do. The mom, to entertain them, is telling them about her time in show business. I really enjoyed it. It's definitely vibes, not plot. Like, there's not a lot of things going on. You're just learning about this woman's history. But it's very endearing, and I enjoyed it a lot i rated this one 4.5 stars and i would recommend it to somebody who is looking for a cozy read and especially for those of you who are looking for a new audiobook to listen to and maybe even one that you can read really quickly because it was very easy and fast to get through next on my list that i read in january is the four winds by kristen hannah i listened to this one also on audio i listened to it through the hoopla app which i learned about from Julia from Read with Jewel. Um, Essentially, you can get the app, you can put your library card in, and then the app gives you a certain number of loans per month. My library lets me do four, and basically if they have the book in whichever format you choose, although they also have like music and tv and movies, as long as they have the book you get it instantly. And so I think that that is a really cool option. And I had no idea about it until I heard about it from her. So it's definitely useful. Anyway, this book takes place in Texas and then in California during the Great Depression. During the Dust Bowl era of American history. Um, I saw a lot of people talking. I read some reviews after I finished it. um, Because it's just about this family's experience during such a terrible time in history and so many people were saying this is so depressing this is so depressing this is too sad whatever and i feel like that's not something that you can really use to rate the book on because it's based on a really depressing time it's literally called the great depression (laughs) it is a very sad book but i don't think that that took away from it i think that it probably is very realistic to what a lot of people during that time had to go through And so I rated this one four stars. I would recommend it to somebody who is not looking for a very fast paced read, who wants something that takes place over numerous years where you get to really get to know the characters within the story, um, and who is not afraid of reading something sad. The next book that I read was Ruthless Vows by Rebecca Ross, which is the second book in the Letters of Enchantment series. This book... I was looking very forward to and because I was jet-lagged at the beginning of January it took me a while to get through it just because I'd start reading and I would kind of just fall asleep right away Um, but I read this one on my Kindle I can't say much about it because it's the sequel and the final book in a duology but let's just say it's magical. There's typewriters. It's set kind of in World War One time, although it's a fantasy, a historical fantasy. I adored it. I gave it five stars, which I feel like is kind of unpopular. A lot of people said that they didn't like it as much as the first one, which I would agree with. I didn't like it as much as Divine Rivals. However, I thought it was the perfect ending, the perfect summary. I thought it had the perfect amount of politics and, like, actual war and all of that and it was just as heart-wrenching and just as beautiful so i would recommend this to people who did read the first one definitely but for those of you who are looking for a historical fantasy and one that includes letters because i know that that tends to be something that people really enjoy after ruthless vows i began my hunger games reread which i've been talking about with all of you For a while now because it took me a little bit the hunger games was the first one that i read it's by suzanne collins i read it on my kindle oh wait i'm skipping one sorry first i listened to the ballad of songbirds and snakes on audio through hoopla and honestly okay wait i'll save my thoughts for the end i read this book before it's a prequel to the original hunger games trilogy I enjoy all of the background, but it also, I think, is not definitely not the best of the series. I enjoyed listening to it on audio because I feel like it just made it a little bit more fast-paced because it's a long book. It's over 500 pages. I don't think that it needs to be. There were a couple of things that are removed that are not in the movie, which I think could have been taken out of the book, honestly. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I rated it 3.5 stars, which is what I rated it last time that I read it. It's just nothing too special, but I think that if you are somebody who read the original trilogy and are interested in learning more about that world, then this is definitely the book for you. The audiobook, although I enjoyed listening, I didn't love the, um the narrator's voice very much especially when he would do voices for females they were so cringy and i literally by the end was like i can't do this anymore especially with how there are so many songs by lucy uh lucy gray in there it sounded so awkward (laughs) when he would do like a feminine voice that's like kind of singing but like chanting i don't know it was kind of weird but aside from those moments it was good Okay, I'm not going to really describe what happens in the Hunger Games books because they're already so well-known, but I will give you the titles, the authors, and my um, my thoughts and my reading. First, the Hunger Games, all of these are by Suzanne Collins also. This book I gave 5 stars, Catching Fire I also gave 5 stars, and Mockingjay I gave 4.5. I believe I cried in all of them. <laughs> If I'm thinking correctly, maybe not The Hunger Games, but definitely Catching Fire and definitely Mockingjay. Mockingjay, I cry like the whole last 10 pages always. Mockingjay, though, is definitely too long. And there are certain parts that I'm like, this doesn't need to be here. Or, hot take, like the movie kind of did better for some things. I know there are two movies, but some of the things that are taken out of Mockingjay, I'm just kind of like... Yeah, we didn't really need that. I like to say that Catching Fire is the blueprint because I think that it is a flawless book, and it really gets me every time. So just as a brief recap, I read five books. Five books. Nope, that's not true. (laughs) I read eight books total. Six of them were on my Kindle, and two of them were on audio. And my average rating for January was 456 I definitely had a good month of reading, but it was also very much so a month of rereading, so I wasn't that surprised that it was that good. Now that I'm done with my January wrap-up, I am going to talk about a few books that I have on my radar for February. Now, this is by no means an actual TBR because I like to make my TBRs based on entire seasons, so I have one for winter, so I have until the end of Or the middle of March to try to finish as much of them as possible Um, but I just find that I'm not very successful when I do one month at a time TBR and so that's just it's just not gonna work for me but that's okay I know that about myself but I do want to share with you a couple of the books that I would be interested in that I do hope to get to during this next month first Powerless by Lauren Roberts. We know this. (laughs) I wanted to read it in January, but I was not able to, so I definitely want to read it this month. I also would like to read um, Alone With You in the Ether by Olive Blake. Again, that is the book club pick for this month, so I definitely need to get that one done. I am really intrigued by The Seven Year Slip by Ashley Poston, or Poston, And so I'm hoping to get to that one this month. I don't really know if I will, though, because I have so many other books that I'm wanting to read, too. I'll tell you the other four books that I would also like to get to, which seems like a lot, and I don't really know if I will, but I'm going to say them. I'm hopeful. (laughs) I have Binding 13 by Chloe Walsh. I've had it for months now, half a year. So I definitely need to read that. Daisy Hates the Great Undoing by Jessa Hastings. The last book... until next week um, in the Magnolia Park series and I just have heard so many people say that that's their favorite book of all of them which is crazy because I feel like all of them have been really good everything I know about love by Dolly Alderton I just need to get to that one I actually bought a physical copy recently even though I had it on Kindle Unlimited I just know that I'm gonna like it and I want to be able to annotate it and then finally, The, ba- the Bodyguard by Katherine Center. So that's a lot <laughs> that I'm really hopeful for. We'll see if I get to it. If I don't, that's okay. But those are some books that you can expect to kind of hear from me over the next couple weeks. Now, the last thing that I wanna do is kind of like, not a game necessarily. If you listen to um, Bookmarked with Sarah and Dust on their podcast, They kind of do, they call it their end of episode fun thing, which is cute, and I thought that specifically for these episodes, I could do a different thing every month. So this month, what I'm going to do is I put each of the books that I read in January on my story on Instagram, and I had everybody vote for how they felt about it, and I thought that we could go through that really quick together. The first one was The Giver again, and 47% of people said that they loved it. 9% 9% said it wasn't their favorite, 12% said it's okay, and 32% hadn't read it. I am not surprised by the comparison of people who loved it and didn't, but I am surprised by how many people haven't read it, because for me, it was middle school like required reading. <laughs> um, so that was kind of surprising to me, but otherwise, for those who had read it, I wasn't surprised by that. The next one is Tom Lake, and 23% said that they loved it, 6% said not my fave, Um, 3% said it's okay, and then 68% said never read it, which I'm not surprised by this either. I feel like not a lot of people are talking about it, and I'm also not surprised that most people who have read it did enjoy it. Next, the four wins, and I actually had nobody say love this. 4% said Not My Fave, and 4% said It's Okay, and then 91% said Never Read It. I am actually surprised by this one, only just because I feel like Kristen Hanna is a fairly big author. I mean, she wrote The Nightingale, she wrote Firefly Lane, um, and I feel like those are all really big books, but maybe it's because they don't really reach, like, my particular demographic, I feel like a lot of people who are reading it are moms. (laughs) So maybe that's why, Um, but I was definitely surprised by that. Next we have Ruthless Vows. 23% said love this, 8% said it's okay, and 69% said never read it. So no one said not my fave. I think that this kind of matches what I expected, Um, maybe I would think that more people would have read it by now, but it is still a fairly new book. It's only been out like a little over a month, so not that crazy. Next we have The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. 36% said Love This, 8% said Not My Fave, 4% said It's Okay, and 52% said Never Read It. (laughs) That is a little shocking to me just because it's such a hyped series. But it's also a newer book, and probably not as many people who read it when they were in middle school were interested in reading it once the prequel came out. Okay, just the rest of the Hunger Games and then we'll be done. First, the first Hunger Games book. 82% of people said love this, 4% said not my fave, 4% said it's okay, and 11% said never read it. This is not shocking to me. The thing that's probably most shocking is just how many people said that it's not one of their favorites. I feel like everyone I personally talk to love The Hunger Games, so it's kind of surprising, but obviously everyone is allowed their own opinion. Then we have Catching Fire. Very similarly, 83% of people said that they loved it, 4% said not my fave, 4% said it's okay, and then 8% said never read it. Um, So I guess probably less people voted if less said that they never read it, because I don't think the same people who didn't read The Hunger Games would then read Catching Fire. Um, And this isn't surprising either. And finally, we have Mockingjay. 73% said love this. Not my fave was 4%. 15% said it's okay. And then 8% said never read it. And I feel like this kind of follows what I would perceive this book would be as well, just because I think Mocking Jay is probably the least favorite overall. So that wasn't very shocking to me either. Well, everybody, there's my first monthly wrap-up and my hopefuls for the next month. I plan on doing an episode like this every month. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you'd like me to do. Um concerning my tbr in the future um for other episodes but yeah i hope that you enjoyed listening as always please send me messages let me know anything you'd like to hear me talk about and i'll catch you in next week's episode bye